Hey, it's Sedano. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday than when my guy, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. From now on, I am not Robert Clapper. I want you to call me Smokey. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Dr. Smokey Clapper. That's the greatest. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That is Sonny Boy Williamson singing One Way Out. Well, he's doing it with a harmonica. And Dwayne Allman heard that and said, I'm going to make my slide guitar sound like that harmonica. Good job, Steve Paulette. All right, joining me now is not just the doctor. He's one of my doctors, the great Dr. Carrie Strom. Carrie, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Okay, Robbie, Dr. <laughs> Clapper, what, what do we call you here? You can call me Robbie. You've, you've earned the right. You saved my life. You can call me whatever you oh, want. Call me Tito. Call right. me Smokey. <laughs> Smokey Robbie Clapper. Nice to be here. How are you? Good. Before we get started, Carrie, tell us who you are. Where did you grow up? What your dad do to, for a living? And when did Cupid shoot you in the chest and say, yep, of all the things I can do with a medical degree, I want to do the gut? gastroenterology take us through your story all right so i grew up in chicago and uh, i was one of three children my dad was a dentist oh wow but i knew when i was six that i was going to be a doctor i built the invisible man do you remember that thing you that model you paint the organs and the body's invisible i just i knew this when i was a kid wow and then i went to uh Went to college, and uh, I knew I wanted to be a doc, but I also wanted to have a girlfriend. And I had a girlfriend my first year of college and uh, broke my heart, but I got bad grades, and then she dumped me. It <laughs> ripped out my spleen, tore up my liver, <laughs> eviscerated my abdomen, but it was a silver lining because it decided, you know what, now i got to start studying. <laughs> and after that first year of mediocre grades, I got great grades. I got into medical school. I did a residency, University of Illinois, in internal medicine, and I decided gastro was cool because I liked the procedures. Mm. I wasn't smart enough like you to be an orthopedic surgeon, <laughs> but I was second best, and I became the uh, GI doctor. Then I went out to UCLA, did my fellowship, mm-hmm. and I went into practice at Cedars, and I've been there for years. Years. I started my, in years. my practice. Well, I was an intern in 1983 at Cedars, and in 1989, I went into practice after my fellowship at Curl and Job. So when did you start your practice at Cedars? So I started my practice at Cedars in 1985. So you're four years ahead of me. Wow. You're amazing. Good yeah, I you. mean, you know, everybody everybody knows there's a difference in maturity between me and you. <laughs> Listen, the reason I mean, I'm both, having you look on, at, look at, I want to yes. showcase who you are as one of the best doctors that I've ever met. But you're also my doctor. Oh, when, I, when I met you, after seeing all my buddies who were general surgeons because my belly hurt, and lie down on your table, and you poked me in one spot, and I hit the ceiling. You said, it's not your gallbladder. You tore your muscle, you dummy. Leave it alone. It'll heal. And you were right. Yeah, how did, how did you do that anyhow? How did you tear your muscle in your belly, Mike? Probably God, you know, surfing. The, the, the re, 
<laughs> Probably surfing, doing something know. crazy. You could have been doing something crazy, but yes, you didn't need your gold letter out. Yeah, no. And I, I I always thought, of, and when I knew I wanted to have you on as a guest, listen, it's been 10 and a half years I've been doing this show. I really want to showcase the people that I just think are world class, and you are one of them, and you can say, oh, shucks, but it's really the truth. Teach us a little bit about what goes into that wisdom, that sixth sense. Listen, Michelangelo's dead 500 years. I can't talk to him, but I can talk to you about what's not in the book and that, that, that knowledge, that sixth sense you get probably from the moment that patient walks in the exam room or you walk into the exam room to meet the patient, you already get a sense of what's the matter with them. Well, okay, I'm going to tell you, hey, mom, get on the radio. I want you to hear this. <laughs> Anyhow. Right. Well, like you being a doctor, you being a doctor, and all of us have been in practice for a while, you see people and you see things, just they present themselves a little bit differently. And, you know, not everything, look, and obviously not everything that is a, uh, uh, when you're a hammer, everything's not a nail. So mm-hmm. you got to think a little bit. I mean, it's very easy. in this time of medicine now, when we're so stressed with the electronic medical record and just to go bam, bam, bam from one to one, Sometimes we don't think as much as we should. We need to take a little bit more time. That, that's my concern about medicine now, Robbie, is just that it's so much, there's so much pressure on us to get things done, to type into the medical record and, and to dehumanize relationships. I don't like to practice like that. I like to take time, look at a patient. I have somebody in the room scribing for me, so I mm-hmm. like to think. And, you know, just by talking to people, you can hear them. If you just listen, if you just listen, they will tell you what's wrong with them. So, it's just that you have to take the time. There's a lot of great doctors out there. Our colleagues are very good, but I'm fearful of the electronic record and mm. our distraction that's taking us away from the thought process. But uh, look, at I'm not a new doctor. I'm not an old doctor. I'm a middle-aged doctor, but I have enough experience to know that you have to listen to the patient and actually touch the patient and try to make the diagnosis before you jump to conclusion. So I want the listeners to hear one of my stories, and then I really want to hear something from you, Dr. Carrie Strom. So I see a patient flew down from Montana um, for his knee surgery, and he's having surgery, let's say, on Friday. Now he's in my office Tuesday. He flew down for me to examine him, get him uh, an internist so that I can operate on him. And I have him lying down on the table, and I have his feet up, and I say, okay, fight me, and I try to push his foot down. He fights me on the right leg, and I'm going to do his left knee. And on the left side, I can actually pretty easily push his foot down even against him resisting me. And I do it again on his right side. He's got full strength. Left side, the one, the side I'm going to operate on, he fights with me. Long story short, I said, listen, you're weak on this side. Why is that? Hey, it's Sedano. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday than when my guy, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. From now on, I am not Robert Clapper. I want you to call me Smokey. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Dr. Smokey Clapper. That's the greatest. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That is Sonny Boy Williamson singing One Way Out. Only he's doing it with a harmonica. And Dwayne Allman heard that and said, I'm going to make my slide guitar sound like that harmonica. Good job, Steve Paulette. 
All right, joining me now is not just a doctor. He's one of my doctors, the great Dr. Carrie Strom. Carrie, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Okay, Robbie, Dr. <laughs> Clapper, what, what do we call you here? You can call me Robbie. You've, you've earned the right. You saved my life. You can call me whatever you want. Oh, call me Tito. Call right. me Smokey. <laughs> Smokey Robbie Clapper. Nice to be here. How are you? Good. Before we get started, Carrie, tell us who you are. Where did you grow up? What your dad do to, for a living? And when did Cupid shoot you in the chest and say, yep, of all the things I can do with a medical degree, I want to do the gut? gastroenterology take us through your story all right so i grew up in chicago and uh, i was one of three children my dad was a dentist oh wow but i knew when i was six that i was going to be a doctor i built the invisible man do you remember that thing you that model you paint the organs and the body's invisible i just i knew this when i was a kid wow and then i went to uh Went to college, and uh, I knew I wanted to be a doc, but I also wanted to have a girlfriend. And I had a girlfriend my first year of college and uh, broke my heart, but I got bad grades, and then she dumped me. It ripped out my spleen, tore up my liver, eviscerated my abdomen, but it was a silver lining because it decided, you know what, now i got to start studying. And after that first year of mediocre grades, I got great grades. I got into medical school. I did a residency at University of Illinois in internal medicine, and I decided gastro was cool because I liked the procedures. Mm. I wasn't smart enough like you to be an orthopedic surgeon, <laughs> but I was second best. And I became the uh, GI doctor. Then I went out to UCLA, did my fellowship, mm-hmm. and I went into practice at Cedars, and I've been there for years. Years. I started my, in years. my practice. Well, I was an intern in 1983 at Cedars, and in 1989 I went into practice after my fellowship at Curl & Joe. So when did you start your practice at Cedars? So I started my practice at Cedars in 1985. So you're four years ahead of me. Wow. You're amazing. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody, everybody knows there's a difference in maturity between me and you. <laughs> Listen, the reason I mean, I'm both, having you look on, at, look at, I want to yes. showcase who you are as one of the best doctors that I've ever met. But you're also my doctor. Oh, when, I, when I met you, after seeing all my buddies who were general surgeons because my belly hurt, and lie down on your table, and you poked me in one spot, and I hit the ceiling. You said, it's not your gallbladder. You tore your muscle, you dummy. Leave it alone. It'll heal. And you were right. Yeah, how did, how did you do that anyhow? How did you tear your muscle in your belly, Mike? Probably God, surfing. The, 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 <laughs> probably surfing, doing something crazy. You could have been doing something crazy, but yes, you didn't need your gallbladder out. Yeah, no. And, I, and I, I always thought, of, and when I knew I wanted to have you on as a guest, listen, it's been 10 and a half years I've been doing this show. I really want to showcase the people that I just think are world class, and you are one of them, and you can say, oh, shucks, but it's really the truth. Teach us a little bit about what goes into that wisdom, that sixth sense. Listen, Michelangelo's dead 500 years. I can't talk to him, but I can talk to you about what's not in the book and that, that, that knowledge, that sixth sense you get, probably from the moment that patient walks in the exam room or you walk into the exam room to meet the patient, you already get a sense of what's the matter with them. Well, hey, Kay, I'm going to tell you. Hey, Mom, get on the radio. I want you to hear this. <laughs> Anyhow. The, right, well, like this- you being a doctor, you being a doctor, and all of us have been in practice for a while, you see people and you see things just they present themselves a little bit differently and you know not everything look and obviously not everything that is a uh uh when you're a hammer everything's not a nail so Mm -hmm. you got to think a little bit i mean it's very easy in this time of 
medicine now, when we're so stressed with the electronic medical record and just to go bam, bam, bam from one to one, sometimes we don't think as much as we should. We need to take a little bit more time. That, that's my concern about medicine now, Robbie, is just that it's so much, there's so much pressure on us to get things done, to type into the medical record and, and to dehumanize relationships. I don't like to practice like that. I like to take time, look at a patient. I have somebody in the room scribing for me, so I like mm-hmm. to think. And, you know, just by talking to people, you can hear them. If you just listen, if you just listen, they will tell you what's wrong with them. So it's just that you have to take the time. There's a lot of great doctors out there. Our colleagues are very good, but i fearful of the electronic record and mm-hmm. our distraction that's taking us away from the thought process. But uh, look, at I'm not a new doctor. I'm not a old doctor, I'm a middle-aged doctor, but I have enough experience to know that you have to listen to the patient and actually touch the patient and try to make the diagnosis before you jump to conclusion. So I want the listeners to hear one of my stories, and then I really want to hear something from you, Dr. Carrie Strom. So I see a patient flew down from Montana um, for his knee surgery, and he's having surgery, let's say, on Friday. Now he's in my office Tuesday. He flew down for me to examine him, get him uh, an internist, so that I can operate on him. And I have him lying down on the table, and I have his feet up, and I say, okay, fight me, and I try to push his foot down. He fights me on the right leg, and I'm going to do his left knee. And on the left side, I can actually pretty easily push his foot down, even against him resisting me. And I do it again on his right side. He's got full strength. The left side, the, one, the side I'm going to operate on, he fights with me. Long story short, I said, listen, you're weak on this side. Why is that? 